Hello, 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 and welcome to the second ever episode of the Trips Right podcast. This is Craig Peters, joined by Lindsay Young, producer Chris Corso, and from Indianapolis, Eric Smith. I'm excited to be back hello, for friend. a second episode. Yeah, yeah, looking forward to it. So Eric's down in Indianapolis for the 2019 NFL Scouting Combine. Uh, the week started off with some big news in the in the minds of Vikings fans. When uh, Rick Spillman was meeting with Twin Cities media members, he announced that uh, the, the team has picked up the option for 2020 for Mike Zimmer's contract. So there had been some talk about Zimmer entering the final year of his deal. Turns out that that won't be the case whatsoever for 2019. Everything is uh, taking shape for uh, at least through 2020 in that regard. Yeah, and it was really cool to, to hear Coach Zimmer speak with some of the, the Twin Cities media members today and just sort of give a little bit more of a candid reaction to that. And, you know, he said he kind of joked that I love this organization. I've given just about two eyes to this organization. <laughs> um, and I think everybody had a good laugh about that. But then in all seriousness, he talked about how much he loves the organization and the team and, and being here and basically said he'd like to to be here until he's kicked out. So I think that's exciting to know that, that he's here through 2020. The grittiness, the determination, the work ethic that uh, is is at Zimmer's core, I think, is, is permeated throughout different points of the, the roster and the organization. And I feel like that's uh, really served well and uh, made a lot of progress. 47 regular season victories is uh, just five away from him tying uh, Coach Jerry Burns. Ring of Honor coach for the third most in, in Vikings franchise history. So it's an interesting setup in Indianapolis where coaches and GMs all come through, have the opportunity to do the media sessions. What What's it like to be in the room when all of the NFL brass is coming through there? It's actually a lot of fun. You know, this is the only time of year where everyone in the NFL is pretty much in the same city, much less the same room. And it's almost like a car wash, you know, like Coach Zimmer will come up and he'll talk to the media for 15 minutes. And then the next coach or the next GM will come up and talk for 15 minutes. And it's just fun to kind of see the, the news and notes that come out of the last, uh, you know, couple days. Um, And it's just definitely a a fun time of the week. What, what was your biggest takeaway from coach Zimmer's session? For me, it was actually the fact that he is debating hiring a kicking coach. Uh, That I thought that was kind of a little bit off the cuff and kind of, uh, kind of interesting. Um, you know, I, I think that, you know, the, the Vikings struggle, the kickers, it, it doesn't need to be rehashed. You know, I think we all kind of know about it. Uh, but I think it was pretty clear that Coach Zimmer wants to fix that going forward, and he wants to find some stability at that spot. Um, he said he, he's not 100% sure if he's going to do that or not. That's something he's just kind of been weighing in, in, in recent weeks. Um, but if he does do it, that it's probably going to be a former kicker to just only work with the Vikings kicker. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if he does hire someone and, and how that kind of plays out down the line. And that is such a specialized aspect of the game. Um, so I think that having someone who's who's been in those shoes no doubt helps with uh, the different scenarios that can, can come up, the different conditions, the way that different venues play. So adding adding kind of like secondhand experience almost into the mix could could be beneficial. We'll have to. Uh, we'll be sure to follow that uh, closely as the off season progresses. Lindsay, uh, thanks to technology, we're almost transported in there. Um, <laughs> exactly. Like we feel like we we've gone to Indianapolis almost. Um, what what has been your biggest takeaway? 
Uh, yeah, it's been really nice to be able to live stream those press conferences and, like Craig said, sort of feel like you're in the room, get some of the emotion and the vibe from those podium sessions. Um, I think I had kind of two takeaways from Coach Zimmer and Rick's podium sessions, but they, they go a little bit hand in hand. Um, when Rick went yesterday, he talked about the fact that Kevin Stefanski really doesn't have an ego. And so although he's the offensive coordinator, he didn't have any qualms about bringing in uh, Gary Kubiak as, as assistant offensive coach or assistant head coach, I'm sorry, and offensive advisor. So it was nice to hear Rick talk about that. And he also kind of stressed that there just are no egos on this coaching staff and that everybody really wants to work together to win games. Um, and then on, on Thursday, Coach Zimmer talked about his excitement for the offensive coaching staff as well. I said earlier how he, you know, sort of was making some jokes and he had a good soundbite as well from the podium when he said that, it was almost, quote, romantic for him to see how smoothly that communication is going between the offensive coaches when he's in those meetings. So I think those two things for me from Wednesday and Thursday were, were kind of the biggest takeaways. I kept trying not too hard to visualize, like, candlelight, bottle of red on the table, <laughs> nice tablecloth, I don't know. It just uh, just true passion for the game is, is really, I think, uh, a commonality and, and enthusiasm for uh, schemes. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I just love that, you know, he's able to sort of have, have fun a little bit with some of these sessions and really be honest and, and excited about uh, the direction that things are going. Okay. So there's a lot of talking at the Combine. We've established that. Um, there's also some on-field drills, which are the most publicly consumed portion of, of, the, of the whole experience. So offensive line and running backs on-field Friday, you have quarterbacks, tight ends, receivers on Saturday. You have defensive linemen, linebackers, uh, those edge rushers that are kind of in between there uh, going on Sunday. And then uh, DBs close it down Monday. Uh, it, it always makes everyone wonder how they might fare in some of the on-field timing and testing drills. And it, it made me wonder, like, which event you guys would most likely would most like to compete in well eric i'm excited to see what you answer because i know that you are a track guy so which would be your uh, first pick well i think you're pretty spot on I, I do have a track background although i ran hurdles i wasn't really a sprinter but my answer would be the 40 yard dash uh, i did one back at winter park a couple years ago <laughs> and i think i ran a 527 but that was in dress and khaki so yeah, but, I, you know, it was in dress shoes and khaki, so it wasn't, you know, it wasn't in the proper attire. Uh, but I'm, I'm hoping that maybe if I did a little bit of training and got some better shoes, I could get it down under five seconds. But my answer would be the 40-yard the dash. Well, I was also there with Eric at Winter Park and also tried my hand at the 40, which we will not discuss the, the uh, time results of that. Uh, I am not a sprinter. That would not be my first choice. So, you know, I was – pretty good at the broad jump in like third grade at my third grade track meet so I'm gonna go I'm gonna go ahead with that one yeah did you get some ribbons out of that I did get a ribbon school? oh that's impressive yep I, so I can't lay that claim so <laughs> well, congrats <laughs> thank you so so Craig if broad jump isn't your thing where would you be competing so I'm gonna hedge a little bit and say I would love to do the gauntlet and the hopes would be that I could at least catch a few so no one would know how slow or <laughs> unsmooth I was in all else. Um, but uh, might uh, have to really uh, 
put the hands through some training as, as fast as those passes are actually traveling. I don't think that it really gets conveyed on television. So I would pay money to see a VEN combine event go down. Yeah, I don't know that anyone else would, though. <laughs> that's, that's fair. <laughs> Every week, we ask on Twitter for fan questions. Lindsay, what do you got? Yeah, so I pulled out two fan questions here from the week. And so our first one is from Robert Douglas, and he asked, What do you think? If Ankeel Harry is available at 18, should the Vikings draft him? Uh, Eric, do you have any thoughts on that one? I know there's a little bit of a connection there for you. Yeah, there is. Uh, and Keo and I are both fellow Sun Devils. Uh, he's played for ASU the past three seasons. I think he had 22 touchdown catches. Uh, he just made a bunch of big plays. Um, I'm not sure if, he, if he's going to be there at 18, and I'm not sure if he's going to end up in Minnesota. Uh, you know, who, who knows on that? I do know that you know one thing that, that Rick always talks about is that the front office is always looking to add talent and depth at, at every spot. You know, so if he's, mm-hmm. if he's there, maybe we take him. If he's in the second round at 50, maybe, maybe we grab him there. Um, I don't know if he's going to end up here. I just know he, he made a bunch of plays in college, and, and he seems like a pretty good guy. And then our second question is from Nazir Webb. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, and the question was, what are your guys' thoughts on what the Vikings do with Anthony Barr and Sheldon Richardson this offseason? They're both slated to be free agents. Uh, I'll go ahead and take that one. I think, um, if I may, I'm just going to reference what Coach Zimmer and Rick both kind of commented on those guys when they were asked about them uh, during their, their sessions with media. You know, Coach Zimmer had had made a comment, basically, if, if we can afford them, we'd like them back, and if we can't, we unfortunately may have to move on. And so it'll be interesting how everything plays out. Uh, I did really like the quote that Coach Zimmer had to Paul Allen on Thursday morning when he was on KFAN. He said, you know, I love Anthony. He's my first draft pick ever as a head coach. He's a lot like me in that we were sitting in my office one day, and I said, you know, you're kind of hard to talk to because he doesn't say much. And he said, so are you. So we have a really good relationship. Uh, and then Coach said, we're going to monitor the market. We'd love to get him back, but it really depends on where the money goes. Uh, and I think that's pretty similar to what Rick said on Wednesday, that there are going to be some ongoing discussions with agents down in Indianapolis, and really it just comes down to if both sides can can come together and meet on the same page. You know, he said eventually it gets to the free agency period, and especially when you get to that negotiating window, that's when you really start getting into meaningful negotiations. So I think, you know, the bottom line is that we're not sure at this point, but it sounds like there's kind of a consensus that the Vikings would like to have them back, but obviously you have to see how all the dominoes start falling. Vikings can, as a reminder for everyone, Vikings can have conversations with players who are under contract in 2018, kind of see where things are, are shaken out. There's a two-day window in which other teams can begin some contract negotiations loosely uh, with with players from other teams. So, we'll, you know, you, you see how that goes. And then free agency opens with the start of the new league year, which this year falls on uh, 3, 3 p.m. Central, March 13th. So, Vikings were heavy hitters out of the gate last year. We'll see how that goes this year. But it's always an exciting time when you when you go straight from the combine and then the build up to free agency and then your teams have the advantage of seeing what happens in free agency before they finalize their draft board. So it's it's a nice structure there so you can make the most informed decisions by the time the draft rolls around at the end of April. As for the point afters, 
what uh, what are you guys thinking this week? What's on your minds? Eric, anything down there in Indy? Yeah, yeah, that, that actually where it kind of originates from. This week, I am thankful for some good food. The VEN crew ate at St. Elmo's Steakhouse last night, a pretty popular place in town. And the third year in a row that I've eaten there with, with the guys, and as always, it was incredible. Uh, the shrimp cocktail, if you've heard about it, uh, it's probably the... It's the feisty. The, <laughs> very spicy. yeah, it's probably the top-of-the-line item. Um, there's a chance you might fry your nose off if you, if you eat too much of that cocktail sauce. Uh, but it's also incredibly delicious, and it, it's always a must-order for us. Mine has absolutely nothing to do with football, but okay. um, I'm interested in people's thoughts on chiropractors and how they have been beneficial or not to you. Uh, I recently went to the chiropractor for the first time in my life. The concept of them kind of freaked me out, to be honest with you. Uh, but they found some issues that they want to work on correcting, so... I've agreed to continue going back, and we'll see if that's beneficial. So that's sort of uh, what's on my mind right now, unfortunately. Well, the team does implement chiropractic as part of its its therapy for players, and uh, former kicker Fred Cox had a practice successfully in, in the Twin Cities for oh, several true. years, all-time leading point scorer, uh, great, great after-football career. Um, and then I would like to just uh, really – give credit to the daughter of one of our Vikings legends, Maya Washington, for the work that she put into her documentary film about her father's journey from the segregated South to Michigan State to becoming a first-round pick of the Vikings in 1967. This past week, Maya was able to screen her film to high schoolers here at Twin Cities Orthopedics Performance Center. Uh, they've all participated in a, an advanced-level Black History Month course that is uh, so important. Gene had such an interesting life story of of going from where he had to enter side doors of businesses and couldn't drink from fountains and didn't uh, just was kept separate from from white people. I mean, it's just still hard to imagine that that was 50, 52, 53 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, And when he got to Michigan State, the head coach there, Duffy Doherty, was a real leader in terms of integrating the football team. Uh, Gene had two white roommates, and that was the, the first time he had ever spent significant time around white people. Um, and it, uh, he's such a class act. We've Absolutely. All, we've all gotten to, to meet him, and uh, the, the film is really beautiful. It, it tells a, a neat story, and I think what's really cool is it's a medium that can connect multiple generations uh, who are not that far from removed from from that time? Uh, we can all examine where we've come from and where we still may need to go. Um, so credit to her; she spent a lot of, of time, love, and energy in making that that movie happen. Lindsay's seen it. Uh, you covered this the first screening. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Definitely recommend spring. if you get a chance to see it. It's really powerful. Yeah, yeah. So um, the name is. Through the banks of the Red Cedar, there's a website. We have a write-up from the event on vikings.com if you're a little tired of all the combine coverage, but we also <laughs> plan to keep on cranking out as much combine coverage as we can. Definitely, so keep an eye out. All right, so Lindsay and I will keep uh, working from Minnesota on uh, combine-related coverage. Eric, keep holding it down in Indianapolis. Have a good rest of the, the time down there. All right, sounds good, guys. I'll see you on Monday. Sounds good. Travel safe.